0: Welcome to the Walk in Truth Weekend Program. These are the teachings of Pastor Michael Lance from Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California. It's our goal to reach out with God's truth to all people. Remember, you can learn more about Pastor Michael, the church, how to donate, how to contact us, and the podcast available on your favorite podcast app when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael Lance and the conclusion of his teaching in Revelation chapter 18 about the judgment of Babylon.
1: You know how I mentioned to you, industry in the world, backdoor deals, things that we may not want to talk about. Well, there's things going on with human trafficking right now and sex slavery that God knows what's happening. God knows the businessmen, quote unquote, that are involved in this industry today. God knows what's going on. This is Babylon. Babylon traffics in everything, including human souls, they say something like this, everything's on sale here. You can buy it for a price. And the fruit you long for, 14, has gone from you. All the things that were luxurious and splendid have passed away from you, and men will no longer find them. Some years ago, we had a church member who worked for a major uh, market chain, a, kind of a supermarket and uh, somebody, the, the, the individual that worked for the company passed away. And so there were 50 or 100 people, employees, that came from this company. If I said the name to you, you would know the name. So the gospel was preached. And I noticed a, a young man on the back row, I, he was very fidgety during the whole message. And, One of the things that I said is that Jesus said, what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? You could could have the whole world, not just a city block or an island, but if you forfeit your soul, I said, your soul is too valuable. What will you give in exchange for your soul? To steal a line from Ray Comfort. If I told you that I would give you $10 million right now for your eyes, would you give me your eyes for $10 million? No way. Why? Because... They're precious to you. How much would you sell your soul for? I saw the guy fidgeting. So when the service was over, I gave an invitation. I'm standing in the food line, and he comes up to me. He's, he happens to be by me in the food line. He says, Can I talk to you privately? And we walked around the corner out of the food line, and he says to me, What you said today, I've walked away from the Lord. I used to go to church. And he said, I was totally convicted and everything in me wanted to come forward when you gave that invitation, but I couldn't get out of my seat. I want to give my life to Christ. I'm off track. I've lost my way. And so we're off on the corner, you know, around the corner and he was kind of fearful to do it in front of his employee buddies and he gave his life back to Christ. Because he, he saw the emptiness of, you know, material possessions You remember the man who looks at his goods and he says, I know what I'll do. I'll build bigger barns. And the Lord says, you fool, this very night your soul will be required of you. Then what's going to happen to your possessions? It doesn't matter. How many of you saw the craziness on Black Friday? Why do they call it Black Friday? (laughs) It seems to be a bit of a dark day for America. Because then you see the foot. Look, if you went out on Black Friday, talk to me later. We'll help you repent. And no, look, I know there are some good deals, but do you see how people look? You ain't even finishing your turkey and pumpkin pie. People go, which which store are going to go to? We're going to go. Yeah, we're going to go to that store. We're going to. They open at six now. Six six in the morning on Thanksgiving. I mean, it's getting earlier and earlier now, right? And they go, and people they'll pummel each other for the doll that's on sale or the big screen, right? I gotta save that money. I gotta, I gotta have it. I gotta get it. <laughs> what? You gotta do what? You already got three of the things, right? But I got I got This one's, this one's five inches bigger. So, measuring diagonally, it's six point five. <laughs> Do not love the world nor the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the boastful pride of life is not from the Father, but it's from the world. And the world is passing away, and it's also it's lust, but the one who does the will of God abides for ever. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not wrong to have cars and televisions in a nice home but it is wrong if they have you. You know, Jesus talked about how wealth was an inhibitor to many people. The rich young ruler, it's difficult. He didn't want to give up what he had. We know that there are people in the Bible who are very wealthy like Abraham and it didn't seem to be an issue for them. You just have to keep it in its proper place. The merchants of these things fifteen who became rich from her from Babylon will stand at a distance because of the fear of her torment, weeping and mourning. They will say, Woe, woe, or alas, alas sixteen, the great city, she who clothed was clothed in fine linen, purple and scarlet, adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, woe, woe, for in one hour such great wealth has been laid waste. And every shipmaster, every passenger and sailor, and as many as make their living by the sea, stood at a distance. They're, they're not helping. They're standing afar off. And they were crying out as they saw the smoke of her burning. And they said, what city is like the great city? Where will these ships be? Could it be the Persian Gulf? What area are we talking about? What part of the world is this city? Where is Babylon? Who is Babylon? New York? Oh, that's too close to home, Pastor Michael. I don't know. Is it just a composite? Is the city kind of an image of all that is anti-God? I'll, I'll let you wrestle with it. Zephaniah 1.18 says neither their silver nor their gold will be able to deliver them on the day of the Lord's wrath. All the earth will be devoured in the fire of his jealousy for he will make a complete end, indeed a terrifying one of all the inhabitants of the earth. I was listening to John Corson. He said when he uh, disciples young men, he, he encourages them during the week to spend an hour at the junkyard. Like Why? He says, well, just watch as they smash the cars at the junkyard. Spend about an hour there in deep meditation. Because each of those automobiles that are at the junkyard were once somebody's baby that they shined. Oh, nobody has a ride like you. (laughs) If you're talking to your car, you might want to get some help, by the way. I've been talking to my Harley for a little while. I think I need some help. But anyway, right? But then they get smashed into basically tin cans. See, this is just the way of the fallen world. They went so far, they were so bummed out about her burning that they threw dust on their heads. You can look at Lamentations 2.10, Job 2.12. Seems to be more of a Jewish expression, but they, they threw dust on their heads. They were crying out, they were weeping, they were mourning. They were saying, whoa, whoa, the great city in which all who had ships at sea became rich by her wealth for in one hour... She has been laid waste. Everybody's boo-hooing. People of business are crying. But there is a group that's reacting differently. It's found in verse 20. It says, rejoice over her, O heaven. And you saints and holy apostles, or you saints and apostles and prophets, the, the New King James has holy apostles and prophets. Because God has pronounced judgment for you against her. You see, this Babylon, she, her cup was filled with the blood of saints and prophets. She persecuted God's people. It wasn't just about her business. Look, if you're a good business person, credit to you. There's nothing wrong with business. We should be good at business but their business was at the detriment of God's people. Their God had become mammon, and God paid her back eventually. A strong angel took up a stone, like a great millstone used for grinding, verse 21, threw it into the sea, saying, thus will Babylon, the great city, be thrown down with violence and will not be found any longer. She's gonna sink like lead. Write this down. This is Jeremiah 51, 63 and 64. It will come about as soon as you finish reading this scroll. You will tie a stone to it and throw it into the middle of the Euphrates and say, just so shall Babylon sink down and not rise again. Because of the calamity that I'm going to bring upon her, they will become exhausted. Thus far are the words of Jeremiah. Jesus talked about a millstone. Do you Remember what he said? He said, if you stumble, one of these little ones who believe in me, you cause them to stumble, it would be better for you if you took a heavy millstone, put it around your neck and you were drowned in the depths of the sea. It would be better for you to do that than to stumble one of these little ones who believe in me. The little ones are either uh, believers or young believers in Christ or they could be little children who are coming to Christ or Not coming to Christ because of the influence, get this, of Babylon. Now just park for a second. We have a system today, it is uh, basically entrenched with humanism that is trying to eradicate belief in Jesus Christ out of every child, every teenager every young adult in this country. Do you believe it? It is an agenda that has been going on for decades and you can track it back to pieces of literature, letters, plans that have been, and they are executing their plan today and their plan is to eradicate Christianity from the
0: landscape. You've been listening to the Walk in Truth weekend program. We'd like to remind you that Walk in Truth is a nonprofit ministry. We rely on faithful listeners to create this program to broadcast on radio and on podcast. It's our goal to provide the truth of the gospel and to give anyone willing to listen a safe place to learn how to apply God's word to today's culture. Your one-time gift or monthly donation will help us become fully funded and grow to reach more people across the nation. Please visit our website, walkintruth.com, to learn how to give online or by mail. That's walkintruth.com.
1: Hey, Shane Lance here, and I wanted to take a quick moment and encourage you to subscribe to our devotional called A Step Closer. This is a quick read from Scripture with a little bit of commentary, and it's a great way to keep you growing in your walk with the Lord. In our crazy society right now, with all the things we jam-pack into our schedule, I'll be the first to admit that sometimes it's hard to find time to study God's Word, but it is so important as we grow in our relationship with the Lord to study His Word. It's such a vital aspect to our walk. You can text "step closer" as one word to 33222. Again, that's "step closer" as one word to 33222. We really believe here at Walk in Truth that this can be a great instrument in helping you grow in your relationship with the Lord. So, once again, we'd encourage you to subscribe to our devotional called "A Step Closer," and you
0: can text "step closer" as one word to 33222. Make sure you subscribe to the Walk in Truth podcast, available on your favorite podcast app. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. They will become exhausted.
1: Thus far are the words of Jeremiah. Jesus talked about a millstone. Do you remember what he said? He said, If you stumble, one of these little ones who believe in me, you cause them to stumble. It would be better for you if you took a heavy millstone, put it around your neck, and you were drowned in the depths of the sea. It would be better for you to do that than to stumble one of these little ones who believe in me. The little ones are either uh, believers or young believers in Christ, or they could be little children who are coming to Christ or not coming to Christ because of the influence, get this, of Babylon. Now just park for a second. We have a system today, it is uh, basically entrenched with humanism that is trying to eradicate belief in Jesus Christ out of every child, every teenager, every young adult in this country. Do you believe it? It is an agenda that has been going on for decades, and you can track it back to Pieces of literature, letters, plans that have been, they, and they are executing their plan today, and their plan is to eradicate Christianity from the landscape. And let me just say to you, they've done a pretty good job. Today they're saying, and it's not even seniors in high school now, it's, it's going down to juniors and even junior high, we are losing, please hear me well, 70% of the kids that graduate from high school that go to churches are walking away from their faith. Why? Because when they go to the secular world, the secular university, what do they get? Commercials against God. Anti-God. You're a fool if you believe that. You're an idiot if you believe that. And they're not ready to handle it because, let's let's face it, for many Christian kids, they've played a lot of games and heard some major Bible stories, but they don't, they're not really good about worldview stuff, and they're not really good about apologetics. Can I just be honest with you, parents? If, if, if we want to get them grounded better, we better get them, you know, trained in the arguments for the faith, and the arguments are really good. They're really good. And the sound of harpists and musicians and flute players and trumpeters will not be heard in you any longer. 22. No craftsman of any craft will be found in you any longer. The sound of a mill will not be heard in you any longer, 23. The light of a lamp will not shine in you any longer. The voice of the bridegroom and bride will not be heard in you any longer. Your merchants were the great men of the earth because all the nations were deceived by your sorcery. The word for sorcery is pharmakia. It's where we get the idea of drugs or a pharmacy. Drug use was big in ancient sorcery and witchcraft. And in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints and of all who have been slain on the earth. She has destroyed many lives. She's destroyed, notice, prophets, saints, and slain many on the earth for the sake of her agenda. And this is why God judges her. You know, some of you, you may be thinking, man, Pastor Michael, Revelation 18 is a bummer. <laughs> It's Christmas. Yeah, it is. But we're in Revelation right now. Here's the thing. Do you see why she gets judged? Because she killed God's people. And God takes persecution against his people very seriously. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful that he does. And in Revelation 19, Jesus is about to touch the earth. Heaven After these things I heard, as it were, a loud voice of a great multitude where in heaven, and they said, hallelujah, salvation, and glory, and power belong to our God, because his judgments are what? They are true, and they are righteous, and you're gonna have to come back next Wednesday to watch him come back, and he's gonna come back And oh, it's going to be glorious. He's the Word of God. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. And you will be very grateful on that day that you're on His team. Amen? Amen. Father, thank you so much for your word. We just praise you that even though we had some tough material here in Revelation, uh, it's the truth of what's coming. You know, Peter says, since all these things are to be destroyed in this way, what kind of people ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? And Lord, we all we all need the challenge because we get pulled towards Babylon so easily. I confess it. The pull is strong. The charm is there. Uh, it can be hard to fight it. But Lord, I pray that you'd help us to see behind the veneer, behind the veil, to see what it is and what it does, to not participate in its sins. Lord, help us to be wise in our generation. Help us to be bearers of the good news of the gospel, this good news of great joy for all people. Let us preach the hope of not an empty system that's anti-God and just about materialism, but let us preach the hope of a God who fills the empty spaces, who gives us true meaning and true riches and true hope. And I pray that your people who have come tonight and those who may listen to this later would abide in hope and look to you, the author and perfecter of their faith. You are strong, you are mighty, and thank you that you have saved us so incredibly. And I pray that our hearts would be continually open to how you would use us in people's lives and the everyday moments that are ahead, the weeks that are ahead with holidays and shopping and maybe some empty people around us. Let us just pray, Lord, use me. I wanna be tuned into the voice of my shepherd today. Use me in people's lives to preach the hope of the gospel. I pray that in Jesus' holy name, amen.
0: You've been listening to Pastor Michael Lance on Walk in Truth. This concludes his teaching in Revelation 18 about the judgment of Babylon. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment, but now we'd love to hear from you. If you have a question about Revelation, the gospel, or anything that has to do with the Christian faith, please ask Pastor Michael and he'd love to address your question in future programs. Do you have a friend asking you questions that you're not sure how to answer? Pastor Michael would love to help. So ask away. Email your question to the address answers at walkintruth dot com. That's answers at walkintruth dot com. You can also call and leave a message at eight hundred forty eight truth. That's eight hundred forty eight truth. Now here's Pastor Michael.
1: Well, as we've been sharing on the radio, the Book of Revelation, we've even seen uh, more and more people signing on to the podcast, and we're excited. If you're a podcast listener, we're grateful that you're listening. Tell a friend about what you're hearing. Hey, if you told a friend, hey, I'm going through the book of Revelation with Walk in Truth and Pastor Michael Lance, I don't know how they might respond to you. Maybe you've been having conversations. I remember having a conversation with a friend at work years ago, telling him about some of the things like the mark of the beast and all of this. And, and I remember I gave him a gospel tract and he left it on his desk, even though I don't think he was a believer. And you know, he would say to me, okay, if this happens, what should I do? And and I would always say, become a Christian, man. (laughs) Hey, if you wanted to explain the book of Revelation You know, there's there's many facets to it, but I would say this, the book of Revelation is a revealing of Jesus, and it does deal with the past, the present, and the future. Let's remember, Jesus assessed seven churches in Revelation 2 and 3. He gave us a view of the worship in heaven in Revelation 4 and 5. He broke the seals in Revelation 6 that began as we see tribulation. And then finally, the seventh seal, the beginning of the wrath of God. And we've been watching that wrath in the day of the Lord since then, in the uh, chapters beginning with eight and really to where we are at the present. So the book of Revelation is an exciting study about Jesus, about the past, the present, and the future. And we're all interested in all of the above and how our lives make sense in the grand scheme and how, as the book ends, Jesus comes again and everything will be new again. Always remember that in Revelation 20 and especially in 21, we're told that God's going to wipe away every tear from our eyes. No more pain, no more sorrow, no more mourning, no more death. Behold, I make all things new. The book of Revelation is about hope. And so don't avoid the book, but study it and find Hope in Jesus right there. Hey friend, happy Lord's Day, happy Sunday. I'm so glad that you're listening to Walk in Truth on ninety nine point five KKLA. And this morning we have two church services that I want to invite you to at Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona. They're at nine and eleven fifteen AM. Now if you've been blessed by the teaching that you've been hearing and you're not plugged into a local church or or if you'd just like to come out and visit Living Truth and experience a worship service, I would love to meet you. We'd love to have you here. And this morning, I'm teaching the incredible section, the end of 1 Corinthians 15, on the resurrection, namely the rapture, that there's going to be a generation that doesn't die but will be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. It's an exciting section about how death will be finally defeated in that day. We'd love for you to come out. You can find out all the information when you download the Living Truth Christian Fellowship app in your app store. Look for that red logo with the pillars. Download it and you can keep up to date on all that's going on at the church. Find out information on other things going on. Get teaching. There's a lot to look at. So check that out or go to the website walkintruth.com and click on the visit tab. I'd love to meet you this morning. Come on out. We'll see you there.
0: Now, tune in again on Monday to listen to Pastor Michael's teaching in Revelation 19, entitled, The Marriage Supper of the Lamb. Walk in Truth is a ministry of Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California. In addition to our faithful listeners and financial partners, this program is made possible by our staff. Executive Administrative Pastor, Mike Rizzi. Audio and Video Technician, Nathan Lance. Program Director, Rob Newton. Graphic Arts Director, Brenda Lance. Walk in Truth Store Admin, Larry Bondi financial admin, Claudia Rizzi, and senior pastor, Michael Lance. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. It's our goal to reach out with God's truth to all people.